Welcome to Counterpressed on the Ringer and Spotify. It's me with Jesse Parker Humphreys and Mr. Ian Wright with the biggest smile in all of North London. How are you guys? I know one one person is going to be much happier than the other. Ian, what a weekend. Yeah, unbelievable weekend. I'm just, is, is Jesse all right? That's the thing. It's just, don't worry about me, everybody. <laughs> don't worry. You okay, Jess? It's been tough. It's I'm been fine. tough. I'm I'm taking some time. I'm feeling. I'm feeling better now. We got actually. No, you know what we have to mention, Ian, is that Jesse had to archive what? a few group chats because um, it, it just you, you couldn't deal with it. Follow people on Instagram, archiving <laughs> group chat. I didn't want to see us. Flo was posting Arsenal content in a group chat. I said, Flo, I don't want to see this. That's, that's, what are you doing that? <laughs> it's been a, it been an hour. That's I was like, let me have at least one beer first. <laughs> Sorry, it was just good. It was just good wag content between. Um, Jen Beatty and Amber, we needed that. We know you want to uh, see Sometimes that. the wags have to come lower down in priority. You know? <laughs> Did you block anyone? Did you block anyone? <laughs> no, but I have in the past. I'm a very bad loser. Nice I'm a very, one. very bad There's, loser. You t- show me a good loser and I'll show you somebody's just not even, they're not even a proper fan. If you can't lose badly, you're not a proper fan. Yeah, there was only really one game that we're going to talk about on today's Counterpress, and that is the Conti Cup final between Arsenal and Chelsea at Sellers Park. You would have to be living under a rock, really, to not know what went down. It was chaos. It was very shocking result. Um, I, for one, obviously ended up with egg on my face, but sometimes you've got to take those L's, guys. Uh, but we're going to obviously get into that in this show with our little special guest as well. So let's crack on after this. You're on cloud nine right now. You're yeah, on it's cloud been a nine. good weekend. Um, I think, obviously, watching the guys on Saturday come back and arguably one of the best um, games I've seen for a long time in respects of a- atmosphere and, and, and just like jeopardy. It's fantastic. It was amazing. So that was great because like um, I, we needed to win that and, you know, I mean, it was getting really desperate. Um, you know, when it was 2-0, I was like, oh my God, really? Are we are we really going to do this? Are we going to let Bournemouth derail us? And then we, we came back and done it. But then obviously, you know, last, yesterday um, with the Conti Cup and the girls going into the game, I was very nervous for them. Um, but like, you know, they were brilliant. They were fantastic, especially after a bad start. When it, when it started like that, you must have thought, oh, here we go. Because Flo's been cooking or just been cooking. <laughs> No, Flo jinxed it. I'm blaming Flo. That was like, I left the ground and I was like, this is Flo's fault. I knew, I knew, I knew Jess would be annoyed. I knew Jess would be annoyed. I've been saying all week, I was saying, stop it. Stop saying what you're even saying. Even Gunnosaurus. She even, she even went for Gunnosaurus to losing the, losing the dance off. Hey, I'll take winning the Conti Cup dance off over the actual cup every time. Every time. Yeah, Bridget, Bridget killed it in that dance off. But We love Bridget. But come on, mm. come on, guys, come mm. on, guys. Look at look at the form. Yeah. Look at the performances going in. There, there was nothing to show that Arsenal were actually going to deliver a performance like that. It came out of nowhere. But Jonas had learned from the two previous games, and Emma hadn't. Right. And that was the difference. What do you mean, Jess? I just felt like the way. Arsenal and Jonas set up they'd mm. seen where they'd got at Chelsea in the in the FA Cup game yeah. in the Emirates game even though the results hadn't gone their way and when I saw the team sheet the same as the FA Cup game 
I felt nervous because mm. we'd seen Neve Charles struggle mm-hmm. at fullback and I thought, well, we're going to see that again. We'd seen Magda struggling with covering the space in behind mm-hmm. and I thought we're going to see that again. And I think it gave Arsenal confidence that they knew there were no surprises for them in this team and they knew they just had to do the same thing again they'd done in the FA Cup game but with more energy and more confidence. And I think that's what you saw. And try and, and try to keep Sam Kerr out of our heads. But Sam Kerr in two minutes proved <laughs> what she's about. But um, I, I think that Chelsea, they never had no control of that game anywhere in that mid. Mm. Kim Little, Leah Vorty were unbelievable. The way Leah just got herself in and around Lauren and bam, she closed her down. It's going to be interesting to see how Serena um, sees that performance from Lauren because you can't tell me in the World Cup, there's going to be games like that. And if you're getting closed down, how are you going to figure it out? So that was a really good thing to see from that point of view. But with Arsenal, even like Steena, the way we controlled it, Kim Little was just immense. If I'm Scotland's manager, I am devastated. Cena putting in performances of that calibre and you know what I mean? She, she's, she's, she's retired from them because she, just looking at it, she's got so much more to offer because I don't think we... I don't think we do the same in the midfield if she's not playing. Absolutely no way. And then Stina was Stina was on fire yesterday in her in her work rate. Still, for me, uh, hold up play can be a lot better because she's strong. She should be a lot stronger with what she's doing. She should be. A, she should keep the ball. She should want to keep the ball anytime it comes in and around her. And then I saw her do a couple of layoffs yesterday. She she done one layoff. She put them on the attack. She put Sam Kerr on the attack with one of her layups. I was like, no, Stina, no! Wrong team, Stina! You know? But true, yeah, but truthfully, truthfully, right? Surely both of you, when that Sam Kerr goal went oh. in, you must have been thinking, oh shit, here we go again. Come on, Ian. You were in the stands yeah. at Sellers Park. Jesse, you were as well. But Ian, don't tell me you didn't think, oh shit, here we go again. I didn't think, oh shit. I went, oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) (laughs) Really? After the speech and everything? (laughs) You know something? Yeah, no, but the thing is, Flo, is that you you can't help but think that because you only have to look back at the record. When we beat them like one in 12? Something crazy like that? Beating us at will, Chelsea. To the point where you're thinking, hopefully that Chelsea will come into this game saying, right, let's let's step up again. Let's let's get our feet, ba- let's get our foot back on their throats. Let's do it again. Chelsea didn't do that yesterday. You know, they didn't do that, and they started the game, and it almost for me, it could have been in the end their downfall because they started the game and they go, oh, here we go again. Mm. We're going to do what we do. We're going to just like dominate them. But like they didn't, they didn't have the ball. They, they couldn't build up through the midfield. Um, even when it did go up to Sam Kerr, I didn't think the support into her was 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 quick enough. I didn't, even if it went into her, I don't know how she was going to actually be able to hold it, link it, and get someone else who was coming and fo- and, and and supporting her and stuff. I didn't know how Chelsea's build up was going to happen yesterday. It was all off. It was all off yesterday. I thought Guru Guru was great, you know, down down the left side a couple of times. But other than that, I'm looking at Chelsea, and yes, Sam Kerr is always a threat. I don't care what's happening. Um, she's always a threat, but like everybody else, I'm sorry, man. It didn't happen for Chelsea yesterday. Jesse, there were obviously like a litany of issues. Um, and Emma Hayes talked about complacency. Do you think there was a bit of arrogance? You talked about the lineup, but do you think there was a bit of arrogance going into this that Chelsea thought Arsenal haven't shown a lot over the last couple of years when we've played them? So do you think they, they were just really complacent in the way that they approached the game? 
I don't think so, just because what happened in last year's Conti Cup final, that was what made me most worried for Arsenal, in a sense. Because I was like, Chelsea know what it's like to go into this game as massive favourites and get embarrassed. Mm. But they just did the same, they did exactly <laughs> the same. So I think it is a lot more about the way Arsenal tactically set up and mm. the way they neutralised, you know, the players that Chelsea had been able to get an advantage over them with, you know, Double marking Sam Kerr, mm. Leon, Lauren James. Why, when we saw Leon, Lauren James, we weren't being able to make the most of that space? Because Leah was coming all the way yep. out to the to the left to the, her left side mm -hmm. to Mark Lauren. There was a huge Absolutely. and like Kim Kim Little was amazing. She she covered a lot of ground, mm. but it was like we couldn't solve those problems on the pitch. And then you just saw Emma, I think, panicking with the subs because every time we got a little bit of momentum going mm. you know there was all these formation changes new players coming in every time we got a little bit of momentum coming it was some another player coming in and it wasn't even like like for like players it was like shifting the defense the mid you know we saw about three or four different midfield combinations from chelsea mm. you're not going to be able to get the momentum going in a game and i just felt there wasn't a need to panic you know mm. making that sub on 38 minutes we we were two one down Okay, like this game's gone very fast and we were struggling, no doubt. Mm. But Arsenal went 1-0 down after 90 seconds mm. and they didn't panic. The scoreline was like the same, just the other way around. Mm. But it was just like panic stations. I just didn't see what the need for that was. What was good about it is that they just played. They could have easily, for me, gone into the mode of, oh gosh, here we go again. But they obviously had their game plan. And you know what I mean? The game plan was to continue to try and pass the ball through, get the ball into an area where you could then free Stina to stretch them which was which was for me was she was she was good last she was good yesterday in that respect just keep playing and that, this is that was the difference is that you, you can't panic because it's so there's so long to go in the game you can't panic now we know that Chelsea would have been capable of bam creating another chance and Sam Kerr taking another half chance or, or something but we know that's happened but you've got to stick to your game plan and the, and the surprise for me with Chelsea was I didn't see what the game plan was. I was even thinking, who can they bring on so as they can then get a little bit of control in the midfield so as then Millie Bright didn't have to keep trying to go over the, go long, you know what I mean? So as they didn't have to try and keep trying to get into that space to get it into Lauren, Lauren James, who wasn't really running the defender away to even come back to get space or for somebody to even, the space what Leah left, having to come out to Laura, no one going into that space, trying to win the ball in that area, and then trying to play Sam Kerr and Guru and everybody in from a, from a 10, 15 yards further up the pitch. So I didn't know who they, were, who they could bring on to do that. You know, Jesse, could Jess, Jesse Fleming, I don't know who's, who can get, get on the ball like we had Kim who could get on the ball, Leo could get on the ball, so they could go, right, here's the ball, bam. Right, Arsenal, you're going to have to drop off here because she might be able to pass it through that line and then they'll turn and she'll get it into a... I didn't know where that was coming from from them. So while I was watching it, and as when they scored and it just continued to go, I was thinking, Arsenal should, just, should not panic here and just keep playing because I'm not seeing Chelsea get on the front foot after scoring so early. I'm not seeing them do anything. So I was kind of like thinking, well, okay, maybe that's the plan. I don't know, but it weren't, obviously. It, it was very clear that, that Emma Hayes was struggling to get control of the game. Her players were struggling to get a grip on the game. There were no real patterns of play in the final third. Jesse, did you really see a way back for them? You you said you nearly even contemplated leaving at half time. I certainly Jessie, thought... No, Jesse, no. <laughs> I really thought there was still a lot of time left in that game. 45 yeah. minutes. 
I know, but, but Chelsea sometimes the Neve Charles own goal that was like just what killed it. At two one, I thought it was a different game mm. because I thought you toward in the ten minutes towards the end of the first half, we had started to slow the game down. We'd started to get our foot back on the ball in in the you know fifteen from fifteen minutes to thirty five minutes. Like we barely got a kick. But then I was like, okay, like it seems like everyone's kind of. But then the Neve Charles own goal just mm. killed it. It's a good time to just, score. It was, yeah, and and I just felt at that point that I didn't I didn't see because this is something that I think is like an interesting question about Emma Hayes, who I think's a very very clever woman. Mm-hmm. But I do think that in game element of her management is something that still may be missing, and I felt like I was watching the game against Wolfsburg last year in the Champions League, even the Barcelona game, you know, in the Champions League final, mm. whereby if the first plan doesn't work it's not always possible to find something else. Even though she'll shift through formations, even though there's other players to, to bring on, it's almost like everyone's so drilled in that first plan that they they almost freeze. Like, they don't know what they're doing next. Even though, ostensibly, you can see her changing things. Mm. And that's why at half-time I just felt like this game was done because Chelsea don't go behind a lot, right? So in mm. some ways it's a small sample size. Mm. But it's not really a team who do come back. Mm. I, I think, I think yeah. you're right. I completely, I completely agree with that because you see that as well inherited by her players. And, you know, we talked about the Man City Conti Cup final, another, what, 20 minute period in which all hell breaks loose and they end up conceding all those goals. Yes. Wolfsburg game, exactly the same. The mm. Barcelona, the Barcelona Champions Barcelona, League final, yeah. exactly yeah. the same. It, there are these patterns where everyone just kind of loses their heads and they can't get a grip on the game. And it's interesting to see how that, how they kind of overcome that monster, which is so much a psychological thing, right, Ian? Yes, but yeah, that is. But like, then it comes that for me, if they've got, if they've got Kim Little in their midfield, then they, they, They've got a plan. They've got a plan because at some stage you've got to be able to get on the ball and then dictate your pace. Because I think at some stage Chelsea needed to to just take the sting out of Arsenal a bit, just to slow them down because they were they had momentum, they had confidence, they were flying. They were, the, the little touches, everything was everything was working for Arsenal, and they didn't have anybody to to, to manage the game in there. And that's what they're going to need. I'm looking back at all those games, the Wolfsburg, the Barcelona, and I'm seeing the same thing. When did Chelsea able, when are Chelsea able to then get the ball so that you can stop their flow, stop their momentum, so you can slow it down? You know what I mean? Not even just people going down, acting like they're injured, so you can come over to the bench and talk about stuff that's not going to go right when you get back on there. Something that changes the game, someone that gets their foot on the ball, slows it down, suck Arsenal on, have the confidence then to get the ball into Lauren James, get the ball into Guru Wright and link the play with um, with Sam Kerr, so then you can get Arsenal having to turn round and deal with runners and people who are good on the ball who have yesterday weren't didn't play very well. Who was breaking from the midfield for, for Chelsea, even if they did get the ball to hold up? I didn't see it. I wasn't seeing it. So when you look at all those games, they just seem to be that, that fighter that you, when he's on top and you haven't got much coming back at him, he's going to batter you. But then he's got he's got a glass chin. You catch him, you catch him, and he goes because like you're looking and the pattern's there for everyone to see that they've 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 lost. And when they lose like that, they look like they're not getting it back. They they don't look like in the game they're getting it back because we went to that game yesterday, 
There's no, there's not many people with uh, with Chelsea's record thinking, yeah, Arsenal going to beat them this time. Why would you think that? I mean, I certainly didn't, and I'm getting cooked yeah. for it. So yeah. there you go. And so <laughs> you should. And so you should. <laughs> so you should. As well. There was also a little speech that we need to talk about that Mr. Ian Wright did on Friday's Ridey House show. So in case you missed it, we're going to recap on that after this. Ian, we got to talk about your speech because ah. <laughs> I don't feel like they heard it. They didn't hear it. They might, they didn't hear the speech. On, on Friday's Ridey House, you did your Any Given Sunday speech, which, <laughs> my God, they needed it. And um, yeah, did did you? I know you were in the dressing room after the game so with the team. Was. So yeah. did they John listen Terry. to it? I was John did, Terry in, but none of the kit, <laughs> none of the kits fit me. <laughs> did you? Did you? Did you chat? Did Jonas yeah. play it to them? Did no, no, because no, I got a message from Jonas um, the morning of the game saying I'm going to play this, and I know that I think Lotta Lotta might have had it, but like there wasn't no talk about it. You know what I mean? It's not like anyone said anything, but like Jonas, Jonas, or like I showed you the, like the message what Jonas said gave me but like other than that no 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 it wasn't um I didn't get too much comeback from that but like there was people in the crowd I saw somebody came over because I was sitting up in the palace in the palace director's box bit and someone came over with a sign that said not today Chelsea <laughs> <laughs> I was honestly I was laughing my head off that should be the official winners t-shirts <laughs> not, not, not today, today Chelsea Arsenal Continental Cup winners not, not today Chelsea and so you know the thing about it is is that there's a couple of people that were mentioning it like when we was upstairs in the director's box and stuff like that to the point where someone at Arsenal said do you think you'd at some said you'd want to come in and have a chat with the girls before the game and I said no I don't want to do that <laughs> Also, they don't know that it took it took three takes. It took three takes took three to get there. Because <laughs> some of the words I was using, I was thinking, yeah, probably couldn't use that in a in a speech. <laughs> so, but like in the end, it was good fun to do. Like, obviously, a couple of people noticed it, but it was it was just for me as as jovial and as jokey that was. It, it's they need that. Arsenal. Well, that's what I'm saying, right? I'm not being funny. Like, obviously, mm. you know, it, your speech is not what won them the 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 cup, right? But no. but. We have not seen that kind of fight, that kind of dog in Arsenal women for a very yeah. long time. So they they needed yeah. something, whether it was your speech or they not. Something. They finally woke up, Ian. So why do you think it took so long mm. for them to actually wake the fuck up? I honestly haven't got a clue because like going into it, Flo. And the reason, even though we we done it as a joke and everything, obviously even we done it subconsciously feeling they need that. That's... You know, with Ryan and you know and and, and stuff, and, and you was there and Roscoe. We know that somewhere along the line, Arsenal needed that because we can't keep going off of the back of the players who we got missing. Because you look at Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea have got Fran Kirby missing and Pernil Harder missing. Jesus Christ, man! If no one even says anything, it's like fucking hell. No one says anything about two players of that stature and caliber missing from Chelsea, right? That's going to make a massive difference. To what they're to what they're doing, and no one says anything. And the reason why people don't say anything is because Chelsea do so well, and Chelsea, Chelsea do pummel teams and beat teams. But like to have them two missing is it's it's just as it's just as as drastic for us not having them two, Viv and Bev. You know, so you have to say from Chelsea's point of view, from that from there, they don't get a lot of love in that respect. They don't get a lot of like Arsenal get a kind of like 
A lot of yeah, but Viv and Beth, it's gonna it's gonna really affect them because it is a bit like adopted dogs or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but you know, like yeah, before an you, Arsenal Jess. game, you've yeah. got like the video where yeah. you've got Viv and Beth looking sad in the crowd. <laughs> yes. But yesterday, all I could think was how much I'd have killed for Penella or Fran. Yeah. And you're talking about the player to put their foot on the ball. Those yeah. are the players. For yes. Us. And that's and, we, what's and, and I think we missed them yesterday. You missed them. You missed them yesterday, and um, because. Going like like Flo, you can't we can't hide the fact that going into the game, it would have been very tough. You had to be a very staunch Arsenal supporter with the record that we've got against Chelsea recently, to to say, oh, we're going to beat them because we're going to do this, like what we saw. Because when when have we seen that? So what whatever they found to give them the the intensity, the drive, and the fact that there was a spell, Chelsea had about a 10, 15 minute spell. Where I'm thinking they're getting tired now. It's about in and around the 60th minute, in and around that time, Arsenal were getting tired, and that was the moment where you needed somebody to be able to get their foot on the ball while Arsenal was starting to tire and then pass around them and start to put pressure on them. Because for me, him taking off Steena, um, for, I thought that was a mistake. I thought Frida played well. Frida done very, very well, but I would still keep Steena on because Steena's pace to get us out of the fact that we started to make the changes to to try and hold off. I couldn't understand. To bring on um, Jen Beattie instead of Lotta, I was devastated for Lotta in that instant. And I'm not having a go at Jen, Jen Beattie or anything, but I think that she's done a lot of, how can I say, um, she's been very loyal and faithful and professional, not only for England in, in the fact that she's trying to get her place in the England squad, but for Arsenal. She's been very patient. And for her to not even get on, you know what I mean? He brought Jen Beattie on instead. Um, I was quite sad for her, but I'm, I'm pleased with I'm pleased with Jen Beattie, of course I am. But, you know, it's, it's again, you, you start to think of things like that because then they get into a place where it's, a, it's an unbelievable result for Arsenal and you kind of feel like you're not involved in it. It's very so hard. Tell, tell, tell us about the, the dressing room afterwards because there was a, there was a picture of you, glass in mm. hand, a bit of bubbly yes. in your hand, yes. arm over Casey mm. McCabe, and um, yes. how did how did you end up there? I need to know how you ended up there in the first place. Because Gary Lewin, because obviously Gary Lewin, our, our physio for, for us, for my physio all through my Arsenal career. Obviously, he's, he's overseen um, all the medical stuff at, um, in the in the women's team. So me and Gary, we go back way back, and so he came up and he said, "Ian, you've got to come down to the dressing room." I said, "Really." I said, oh God, I feel really weird because I get really weird meeting the players en masse. I just get really weird and, and fanny. So, you know what I mean? It was, so when I went in, you came in and then all the girls were there and we saw, saw Leah, saw, um, saw the two Leahs, saw Kim, you know what I mean? And Kim, Kim, was, uh, Kim was really lovely. And then the girls, all the girls came in and then they gave me the champagne and never drink that champagne. If you ever get into um, a dressing room where they're drinking champagne because they're celebrating, remember it's not great. That's the champagne they want sprayed all over people. It doesn't taste great. So I was drinking, it's not nice. So like we was in there, we was having a little shout and a shout and then took a picture and then bam, we just left. But it was just like, it was nice to be in that environment again, to be honest. The point I should make is they were very calm. They were very cool for a team that hadn't beaten Chelsea um, in such a long time. And, you know, they beaten them and they beat them convincingly, Jess, sorry. But um, I just feel that they were very, very calm, almost like, right, let's, you know, that's what we're capable of. So this is what I want to see from Arsenal. You can't drop lower than that. You cannot drop your standards like that. You can't turn it on and off because Arsenal are a team that should be competing at the very highest, 
echelons of this game, right? Um, with Chelsea. So they should be putting in those performances every week. And that is what I'm going to be looking for now. They've set a standard and I will, I'm, I'm not going to let them drop below it now. Well, that's what I was going to say, because it's been so long since we saw a performance like that. And that is what elite teams do. So do you think that is going to kickstart their season now with quarterfinal of the Champions League against Bayern Munich around the corner, mm. obviously out of the FA Cup, but still mm. can fight for something in the league, whether or not it's a title, I think might be beyond them, but certainly secure Champions mm. League. Do you think this is going to be what this team needed and mm. this project with Ardeval uh, needs uh, as well? He needed it. He, he desperately needed it, I think. And this team needed it as well. They needed to win as a group. It could put them even in, in even better stead, I should say, doing it without Viv and Beth. Because, you know, this is, a, it is a, a, a massive step forward for them because they did do that without them. It, they've won now as a group. They've got bigger games coming and they've got to see that they can stick together as a group and play well. And so you've got the, like the Champions League coming up. That's where their minds should be focused on, obviously the league. But again, once you get to the Champions League, you cannot fall below the standards you've set. You can't do that in the league. And then you can't do that, obviously, in the Champions League. And they've now seen what they're capable of. So I believe it should, it should kick them onto the next level flow simply because they've got it mentally and they can find it deep down to bring it out. So this is what should kind of like, cap, like catapult them to say, right, let's go. You know, it should be. It's a, it's, a, it's a seminal moment beating Chelsea like they did to kick on. So anything that falls below this, you know what I mean? And then you have to start questioning their mentality because that's what it comes down to. It's mentality. They went down a goal in 90 seconds, I just said there, against their nemesis and came back and beat them, beat them convincingly in a final. So what more do you need if you want to look back on what you're capable of doing? What more do you need? It'll be interesting though because I kind of feel like Arsenal had that moment earlier in the season against Lyon. I mean, obviously it's different, like Chelsea in a final, there are different connotations, but to so convincingly beat the Champions League holders, mm. that was also a moment where I was like, right, this is it. And I know Beth and Viv were fit then and, and you know, things obviously changed in the kind of months following that, but it didn't feel like they were able to use that even, even when Beth and Viv were fit to kick on. Mm. So I think that surprised me then. And that's why I'm really intrigued to see. Maybe it means more because it's Chelsea. And mm. if I was an Arsenal fan, I would definitely feel like that. Felt like there were lots of people were able to put lots of asterisks around the Leon performance, around injuries for them and stuff like that. But to have won so convincingly at the holders of the Champions League trophy and then to kind of go on that run afterwards where it was like the performances were fine but then you've got the united loss all of that the injuries come well, there was at one point Jesse there was talks of a you know potential quadruple and like an uh, invincible season but then how that quickly just kind of like disappeared into like nothing but they need something right to hold on to to actually make all of this come become something yeah, and I guess that's what that's what we'll see because you know I don't think the league I don't think the league has to be beyond them. Like I I said the same when Man City had lost their first two games. I just think the level that teams are in the WSL right now, there's so many more points that can be taken off other teams. Mm. Like yeah, you you look at Chelsea right now, but we just got battered by our nemesis, and we've got to play United and City in the next two weeks. If if we lose those games, then the table totally flips, doesn't it? So well, that's what I, I do think gonna... everything's up for grabs, but Arsenal, so... I think, have to believe that that it's up for grabs. So then, just so you're saying that 
because they didn't find it mentally strong, mentally in themselves to pick themselves up and do what they're doing now after Leon, you're saying that they might not be able to do it again because that win was big enough for them to mentally get into a place where they can do stuff like this. Yeah, that's yeah. what like that's what I find interesting. Mm. I, I do think this win is bigger, but I only think it's bigger. Well, part of the reason I think it's bigger is because of how low the season had gone. And because it's Chelsea. And because it's Chelsea, yeah. Well, think about that FA Cup final at Wembley, right? Oh, they gosh, were yeah. got absolutely They were exercising some demons mm. yesterday yeah, at South totally. Park. Yeah, yeah. But then, Jesse, that's why I wanted to ask you on on, on Chel- the rest of Chelsea season. I think Emma Hayes is quite good at compartmentalising games and being like, that was a shit show. And she obviously said that in her post-match. And there were a few funny little post-match comments about how Arsenal hadn't won anything Ian, I don't know if you've spoken to her about that, but I'm she not, said yeah. in the she said in the post match, oh well, they, they really needed it. They really needed it. They haven't won anything in a very long time. That was quite funny. I quite like it. It's liked been four that. years since they've won anything. Yeah, she kept saying, we she said, she said, we've won a lot. We've won everything, and they've won nothing. Yeah. So, you know, they nice needed one. this. I love that but, about her. I love that because so, I do exactly the same. So we know that she's good at, at you know, being like, that she's was crap. Let's that. Move Emma, Emma would be feeling that. She wouldn't like yeah. that. How do you think this impacts the rest of their season? It didn't, the Man City God, defeat didn't impact them. Yeah, it didn't, but things were different then. We weren't in the Champions League then. Um, that's what I think, that's what I worry about. Because it's not just how Chelsea played, it's what other teams see from that performance. It's it's the reminder like that you can get at this team. And mm. if you start fast and if you start hard, mm. you can rattle them. And when I look at United, when I look at C, when I look at Leon, they're three teams. Of course, they got the quality to do what Arsenal did yesterday. So I think it's how how does Emma make sure the players aren't in a position where they're tactically or mentally vulnerable in that way. And the thing that will be really interesting is, yeah, the city the city loss was was during the season, but obviously there were different things to focus on. I think at that point. But the Barcelona and Wolfsburg losses both came before big breaks. So she had time. Mm. You know, Barcelona was last game of the season. Wolfsburg was just before Christmas. She had time to, like, get in with the players and give them, you know, time to get over it, time to work through it. Mm. We play Brighton on Wednesday. Now, this isn't Hope Powell's Brighton, so maybe I'm not quite as worried. But, like, they've been a, <laughs> they've been a tough team for us, you know. And then, yeah. and then United on, on Sunday. So there's Two no time games. here. Mm, there's no games. time for her. Mm. It's, and and th- again, what we'll see now, which is always interesting to see, is our our top teams, our champions react to something like that, to that kind of result in a final. Um, so with those two games coming up, Brighton, which you like, you say we've seen Brighton, we've seen Brighton cause Chelsea problems, and then obviously Man United who are flying at get flying at the moment five one the other day. Let's see with a trick. They looking like a team, Man United for me, who now believe. If they didn't believe, they should believe, because they're, they're they're blasting teams, and the momentum the momentum they've got is something that them knowing that Chelsea are coming, that it'd be very difficult for for Man United to not be focused on Chelsea now, and that is what's going to be what Skinner's going to have to make sure he, he focuses on because if Man United can beat Chelsea, then after they've beaten Arsenal. They've, Man United will they'll go bam. This is ours now. This is ours. Chelsea have to come back from this, man. Chelsea have to show in the next couple of games that yeah we're we're champions for a reason and we we are top team for a reason. It's going to be interesting to see how they 
react mentally? Well, what a weekend. What a weekend. It's been a great, what, it's been great, <laughs> huh? Isn't it? <laughs> what a I thought weekend. You might, this is one of the greatest I, weekends ever. I thought you maybe were going to knee slide into the dressing room as well. There were no I knee slides that. yesterday. No knee slides. No knee slides. You wanted Ian to be that kid with Arteta, but with Jonah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, Running on. Someone like... just superimposed my head. Someone just superimposed my head on that kid next to Arteta with him looking and saying, who are you? Where did you come from? <laughs> I'm going to get a well, t-shirt um, with knee slide, knee, a knee slide, not today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you for jumping on with us. We appreciate it. Pleasure, pleasure, Jess. Lovely speaking to you guys. Lovely, lovely hearing you guys. Thanks a lot. We'll get you, we'll get you in the studio soon as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, who knows? Get Jilly on. Where's Jilly? We'll yeah, get Jilly on, don't Jilly worry. On. We'll get, get Jilly, Jilly on, on got, don't can't worry. not have Jilly on. <laughs> And we'll, we'll, we'll definitely be, uh, you know, digesting some more Arsenal performances throughout the season. Yeah. Hey, hey, maybe maybe there's a title, maybe there's a title race on the cards for them again. Hey. Fingers crossed. For both Fingers of crossed. For the whole club, for our whole club. I don't know. I don't even <laughs> want to talk about it anymore. I just want, to, just want to get on with it. The next game, that's the most important thing. All about the next game. Well, thank you and we'll, we'll see you soon. Thank you, everyone, for listening to today's Counterpressed episode. We'll be back on Thursday. We're going to have Kate Longhurst in the studio. We'll be reflecting on those two Wednesday night games, obviously Arsenal and Chelsea in action off the back of missing uh, WSL play over the weekend and also be talking about some of the other games that happened over the weekend, the WSL touching on West Ham's defeat to Reading, a huge one there. So we'll see you all on Thursday's show. <laughs>